0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard with domestic and European football very much on the minds. Rangers see off hearts with a 4-0 win and are now in Liverpool ahead of tomorrow's Champions League clash at Anfield. Celtic are still top after a 2-1 win against Motherwell and get set to head for Leipzig. And there were big wins for St Mirren, St Johnston, Aberdeen and Hibs in another incident-packed weekend in Scottish football I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Andy Halliday And Roger Hanna And the season that keeps giving Is just about to take us to another level A battle of Britain at Anfield tomorrow night Liverpool versus Rangers In a competitive contest for the first time ever Celtic head to Germany To take on RB Leipzig And RB Leipzig side to look reborn Under Marco Rossa And then on Thursday The Jambos Looking to bounce back after the defeat to Rangers They've only got Fiorentina to take on I think they need to recall the man to my left It's good to see you <laughs> It would have been another easy phone-in sick night for you But you're here, you're a trooper, you carried on Yeah, unfortunate events at Tencastle If we can call it that But no time to feel sorry for a certain football As Roger says, a massive game on Thursday night Against uh, Italian Giants and Fiorentina So again, we're looking forward to that's for sure Call, 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 call off, call off all that's happened is He's lost 4-0 to Rangers It's not as if he's got mouth ulcers That's true no, Not like he's one of his esteemed colleagues on this show That will remain nameless for now um, But across the board Andy Away from Tynecastle Another busy weekend And my goodness What a week we've got in store as well Yep That Japanese connection again At Celtic Park Plenty of talking points as always On a Monday night that we're looking forward to and you know the small matter of some European football to look forward to t- uh, tomorrow and, and the rest of the week And even some midweek Premiership fixtures as well uh, There's a big week coming up for Scotland women's team There is so much to get through So come on 0141 Let's hear from you Let's put you two on the spot first of all Can't wait to hear Andy Halliday's nominations uh, Result of the weekend Roger uh, Sorry Andy it has to be hard now yeah. Rangers 4 now He was going to say that one But you've just stolen it yeah, off him, so. um, After everything that had come before For Rangers Run of defeats An unconvincing win Against Dundee United at Ibrox This was a big performance By Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's side And a big result If you can go to the side That's third in the league last season Cup finalists last season Conference league competitors this season And win 4-0 That's a good day at the office I'm going to go St Mirren I don't think many people will be tipping them for third spot mm. so far in the season at the start. And listen, they were going against a Livingston side that were off the back of back-to-back wins as well. So no surprises to say they won, but you've got to say they're high-flying high, high flying at the moment. Good choices this weekend. Goal of the weekend. What tickled your fancy, Andy? I'll go with Hatati. Great strike. Straight I think we've seen, we've seen a few instances of that from this season. We've seen him in the Real Madrid game. We've seen it in the first half at Celtic Park of the weekend again. And he's caught that one sweet in a game where Celtic needed it. Mm, Roger? Um, certainly a smashing goal by Hatati. I think... Um, sorry, Andy. Yeah, he's rubbing it. He's rubbing it. There's a <laughs> developing here. Probably Ryan Kent. Um, and it's not because Kenny Miller told me to say so after the, the stick he's been getting. He's praised for Ryan Kent. <laughs> um, it was nicely worked. Good finish beyond Craig Gordon. The game was gone by then anyway, but a nice way for Rangers to finish the game. And, and a week when Ryan Kent is going back to Anfield, it will probably... Mm raise his confidence after 22 games without a goal okay this is where it gets a bit more exciting let's be honest goals and three points let's talk about the real stuff howler of the weekend there were a few <coughs> sorry Andy oh my god oh, he's uh, at it. it needs to be Cammy Devlin doesn't it a horrendous challenge on Rami Matondo 
a straight red card. Andy will tell you Hearts a 2-0 down at this time we are convinced they were going to come back to a 2-2 draw or a 3-2 win but I think once they went down to 10 men that, that was the moment that the game went to Rangers. Andy's going to do his best no comment on that we'll get something out in between now oh, and 8 o'clock. Oh no I'll comment um, but my, I'm going to go Sean Kelly mm-hmm. you know, his brother's a good friend of mine it might be a wee dig at the Kelly family for a good laugh but nah, it's, a, it's a chance from 12 yards to get yourself back into the game and I mean that was a couple of yards at least over the bar And can I just say On any other week Of this season Joseph Juranovic I was going to say You two have let it, them off the hook it past Joe Hart He can get a notable mention Right okay We'll throw a third one in there And individual performer of the weekend To round us off I saw myself up at Dingwall For Super Scoreboard at the weekend Ryan Portis ah, he, he started his week In Krakow, fantastic performance for Scotland on his debut against the Ukraine and back and was just terrific from start to finish. A clean sheet and his first goal of the season for Hibs. And he dedicated it all to his new Kavapu called Pablo. What a night you're having, Andy Halliday. You're in here on the back of a 4-0 defeat and listening to Hibs, Ryan Portis getting all the praise from Johanna. I was waiting for a full house for Mr Roger as well. We had Cholak or something coming in there. I can only look up for you, right? Who... Caught your eye individually Oh I was between two I'm going to be honest with you Gordon But I've just did Stevie May I think he's back to being The Stevie May That we remember From a few years ago Started scoring goals again He's full of confidence And I think he's overall He's overall impact in the game I thought he was a constant nuisance To Dundee United And a goal and assist Big, big victory for St Johnson This could barely be busier For a Monday We had six games on Saturday In the top flight So let's look back on them And Look ahead to the Teeny tiny matter of Liverpool against Rangers at Anfield in the Champions League tomorrow. You know the number, but if for some reason you've forgotten it, it's 0141 951 1025. What did you make of your team's performance at the weekend, Rangers fans? Was that the best performance of the season? What about Antonio Cholak? Does he now play for sure at the start against Liverpool? Morelos did come on and score. Can you make a case for him? Ben Davies played. Alan McGregor was in goal Hearts, Liverpool Whatever you want Pick up the phone Celtic fans It clearly wasn't a sparkling performance Does that bother you at all? Or was it just a day of missed chances? You take the three points uh, And you move on Leipzig coming up Round the corner as well St Mirren fans Are you the third force in Scottish football? Let's hear from everyone out there 01419511025 Andrew McLean is in Liverpool He's been speaking to Jurgen Klopp And Giovanni van Bronckhurst and now he's stuck with Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday. What's been happening down there, Andrew? Yeah, it's quite a fall from grace, isn't it? But Roger mentioned it. It is hard to believe that this is the first ever competitive match between Liverpool and Rangers. And it should be a really good game tomorrow night. A historic ground as well. I've been walking about the place. Every inch of this stadium is covered in memorabilia of European Cup wins, trophy wins. There's faces of legends plastered all over the walls. None more so than Steven Gerrard, as you'd expect. But it's not about what's gone before. We all know the situation. Rangers in desperate need of points if they want to be playing European football after Christmas. They've got that minus seven goal difference as well after two games and despite Liverpool not being in the best form they've ever been in, they still get so much quality but plenty of positives Rangers can take from that game on Saturday against Hearts, it will be a completely different match though and as I say, points are absolutely vital in this double header against Liverpool Van Bronckhorst says they're coming to Anfield with the intention of picking up some but thinks Liverpool are the best side they've faced in his time at the club Well of course, I mean we, uh, we lost our first games and uh, it means we don't have any points so we know the challenge we face tomorrow against uh, you know really really good side and uh, you know we want to have results and, uh, and that's what we have to do. Of course, 
you know, we, we have to look at ourselves, but uh, I think we're going to come here to, to have a good result. That's our intentions, and uh, that always has to be uh, our intention. Well, it's going to be very difficult. It's a team who performed really well in the Premier League. They were in three finals last five years. It's, uh, I think, still one of the best teams in, in Europe. So uh, if you look at all our opponents we faced um, the last uh, season in, in, in Europe and also this season, probably this is the strongest side. Some big decisions made at the weekend, Andrew, which maybe feeds into the debate about you know, who plays or who doesn't play tomorrow evening. What else was on the manager's mind? Well, there was actually a bit of an injury bombshell that was dropped by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. We know that Tom Lawrence has been out. We know that he was on his way back from injury, but he sustained a fresh injury and now won't be back until after the World Cup, which is a huge blow because you know he looked dangerous in his first few games. He looked as if he was going to be a regular starter for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's side, but this just adds to the injury issues they've got. Suter and Hellander, they're both out until after the World Cup break as well. Kamar Roof, he was pictured back in training today, but he's not fit enough for this game yet. And remember, James Sands is suspended for this game tomorrow night too so big decisions for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst that probably means that there's going to be a starting spot for former Liverpool man Ben Davies who wasn't able to make an impact in his time here but one position that we know for certain of who's going to start tomorrow is in goal and that's because Van Bronckhorst has confirmed that Alan McGregor will be their starting goalkeeper going forward Well I, you know, I, I don't like to, to talk about number one and number two that's I didn't do uh, with the start of the season when John started. You know, John started the season, and I think the the performances uh, Alan had in the last couple of games were really good, and uh, so he will continue in the goal. Of course, I had to inform both players, which I done last week. But uh, you know, we all have one thing in mind: is to be you know successful for this club, and the decisions for me to make, and for both players to accept. Uh, it's quite the level of opposition, Andrew, and I know you spoke to Jurgen Klopp as well earlier on. Yeah, I mean, a lot has been said about Liverpool, especially down here over the past few weeks and how they've been performing. They've only got two wins from their opening seven games in the Premier League this season. They had that big defeat to Napoli in their opening Champions League match, but... Alisson, Van Dijk, Thiago, Salah, I could go on, I could name so many more world-class players and world-class talent that this Liverpool team have. You'd think they'll feel confident of coming here and picking up three points tomorrow, especially seeing Rangers' previous two group stage results. But Jurgen Klopp, speaking to him earlier, says he doesn't expect Rangers to be vulnerable tomorrow night and reckons that those results will actually make them even more up for the fight. Good football team, well-coached, exceptional European season last year, obviously. Qualifying for the Champions League, big, 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 big achievement. Um, And, yeah, saw, obviously, the last game against Hearts. So, just, so more games, but uh, now especially the last one. And um, really good football team. And um, that's what we have to prepare for. And the team who have had had results now, they... um, didn't want so that's what they uh, wanna wanna change definitely. So we expect a, a a proper fight, a real fight, to be honest, and that's um, what we prepare for. Thank you, Andrew McLean. Over to you, Rangers fans. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. How do you feel listening to that? There is a lot to get through. Alan McGregor is the new, well, the new back to being the number one. I should say, is that the right call? Uh, it looks like certainly Ben Davies will play Does Antonio Cholak keep his place after his two goals And no Tom Lawrence Out injured until after the World Cup What do you make of that news? 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you Graham is first up How do you feel about tomorrow night, Graham? I look forward to it But I don't really expect much 
see before the draw was made, Gordon, mm-hmm. you were saying, do you want glamour or do you want a tie, ties you can win? Yeah. Well, see, when you get glamour, that's what happens. See, you make, you just get, you don't, don't get nothing with it. So I'm really looking forward to the game. Not expecting much, but it'll be a good experience for the boys. I mean, Giovanni van Bronckhorst will be hoping it's more than a good experience, Andy. Yeah. You take you take Graham's <laughs> point that it can happen to you in the Champions League, but for the players and the manager, it's, it's, no, no, it's not it's not a, it's not a weekend. It's not a an overnight stay to go and enjoy their surroundings. They need to go and try and do something in the football game. Yeah, listen, Dortmund's glamour, Leipzig's glamour, Portugal's glamour. That's this is teams that have been in the Champions League for a number of years now. And listen, we all knew that when uh, when Group A was drawn in a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, now that Rangers were were going to have a a work cut out. But especially after the first couple of games, I think it's. Listen, if there was any doubt about the step up in class between the Europa League and Champions League, I think Rangers conceded 16 goals in 17 Europa League games last year and, and already they've conceded 7 and 2 in the Champions League. So it's certainly a step up in class in terms of opposition. Liverpool not having it all their own way as well domestically. I think there's areas that Rangers will look at and realise they can maybe get uh, a bit of joy. But you know, in terms of the overall prospect of the group, if Rangers don't take anything out of the game tomorrow, which is you know, certainly going to be difficult, I don't think there's any possibility of getting anything out of it. Uh, I mean, Roger, where is the the balance between Graham's assessment that this is glamour and I'm not expecting much and just a good experience because it's Liverpool, but also a Liverpool team that aren't flying at the moment and who saw Brighton get a draw at the weekend? You know, do you, does that give Rangers fans any encouragement? Yeah, it's bound to give them some encouragement. Then, listen, these are the games you want. You know, if you're a Rangers supporter, in, in 30 mm. years' time, you, you don't tell the grandkids, oh, I remember mm. that night we beat Scoopy, or that night we played against Ufa. You, you know, Rangers fans... I will. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of Andy's European endeavours. Ah, he, yeah, that's separate. That's Andy was a player as well as a Ah, player. right. You know, and once uh, he beats Fiorentina uh, on uh, Thursday, it'll uh, get taken exactly. over. Exactly. He, in 30 years' time, he'll tell the grandkids about the night he played against Fiorentina. I thought you were going to make a beat the pundit. Joke there, no, but anyway. no, not at all. Um, that's what you want. They want to tell people, you know, I, I was at Anfield that night, mm. I was at Ibrox when Liverpool came to town, and they had Mo Salah, yeah. and they had Thiago, and they had Virgil van Dijk, and you know, it was a great night. Rangers have they've sort of ticked the Europa League box, if you like, by going all the way to the final in Seville last year. They were ready as a team, ready as a club for the Champions League, and they want to now prove they're ready as a team. For the Champions mm. League groups by, get, by getting one You know I don't think they're going to get through the group Of course I'm not, you know, They've lost their first two games 7-0 On aggregate But they want a statement result And they will think And believe That Anfield could be the venue For them to get that statement result The same as Celtic Would love a statement result yeah. in, in the Bernabeu is it, It's hard to enjoy the glamour though Graham When you lose heavily isn't it That's just the way football works I during the game But after that uh, Sorry you realise what you're up against the quality just I mean you're talking about Salah Thiago or a boy in the left and where have you got you know what I mean yeah. Ryan Jack and guys like that you know what I mean no offence Ryan if you're listening by the way um, but no Andy Robertson incidentally Roger it would have been nice it would have been an extra um, theme to this story this, yeah. this rivalry that's going to take place for the first time tomorrow but the Scotland captain won't make it no he won't he's still out the injury that kept him out those three Nations League games but it is interesting to listen to Jurgen Klopp today. You know, he was speaking about Andy Robertson, speaking about Calvin Ramsey, who he signed from Scotland in the summer, speaking about Ben Doak, who he signed from Scotland in the summer, speaking, you heard them saying to Andrew McLean there, he watched the Hearts Rangers game, he even watched long enough to see Andy coming on at the weekend, you know. 
That uh, header wide yeah, in the second the, half the, said the, he loved the, it. Just the audio cut there before Jurgen said he should mm. have got it on target. Um, so he, he knows about Scottish football. He watches Scottish football. Before he was at Liverpool, he was manager of Borussia Dortmund. And he watched Borussia Dortmund last season mm. lose four at home to Rangers. So he knows all about Rangers. And you know, there's a degree of respect there too. What about some of those big talking points that the manager covered, Andy? We'll get through them in depth, I'm sure, but... Um, quickly on that injury front Tom Lawrence out until after the World Cup Yeah not ideal I think we spoke about it on the show as well You look at the summer signings That have been drafted in the summer You feel as if him and Tillman Were the ones that were making a real impact Scored a key goal obviously Against USG in the qualifying uh, So that Listen it's a blow I think that area That sort of Wide right at the front three We talk about it ever so often With Rangers It looked as if he was the one That was sort of nailed down In that spot but yeah, it's very unfortunate he's missing after the, the World Cup break. Three, didn't he? Three goals and three games. I think it was St Johnson then that big one against PSV and then that header at Easter Road and again, that was a you know a very good team goal. That was a great goal, yeah. Down the six yard box to finish it. He will be a loss to mm. I think regarding the next talking point has been heavily talked about in this show. And yeah, for me the time is, the time had came. I have said it before, I think Al McGregor should have started the, the season as number yeah. one. After the game at Celtic Park, it actually looked as if, you know, Gio had almost gave him that sort of vote of confidence. But whatever happened Whether he missed it with illness Was it by Leading up to that Napoli game And listen you're talking about mm. A performance and a 3-0 defeat But Alan McGregor was sensational yeah, that I night I think a lot of people would Just nod in agreement At Andy's take on that Roger that Alan McGregor Deserves to be number one He now is number one Shrug the shoulders Who cares But if, if you're John McLaughlin Let's remind us of how it went Bit by bit He was still backed After the Celtic game He was backed by the manager He then wasn't to blame Really for the Ajax game And as Andy says He then misses a couple Through injury and illness And he's out the team So that, that backing by Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Probably doesn't mean Very much to him now um, No I'd agree with that But I, I, I think Everything Andy says is correct I've said from day one When John McLaughlin Was in the side To take on Livingston John McLaughlin was not The best goalkeeper at Rangers Alan McGregor's the best goalkeeper At Rangers And whatever way Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Went to find that fact out mm. again He has realised that fact So what a and blessing in disguise then That that John McLaughlin got injured or, or fell ill Is, 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 is the decision fallen onto I, the manager's I, I, lap I don't know how the decision How he came to that decision mm. But I think he's come to the decision And listen, the last two or three weeks And Andy will tell you Craig Gordon has rightly been showered with praise For his performances for club and for country mm-hmm. he, He's not much younger than Alan McGregor So all this chat about the age of Alan McGregor yeah. It's maybe a red herring I saw David Marshall keep a clean sheet at Dingle at the weekend He's not in the first flush either And sometimes these goalkeepers can go on and play At a very, very high level Longer than you yeah. would expect them to uh, Graham, what do you make of that? The manager there you know, speaking quite openly And saying that, that that's Alan McGregor Back in and playing going forward Are you happy with that? How do you feel about that situation? He should have always been number one But see that Another point I was going to make I think Morelos should play Ramora Oh right okay I'm interested in that He dropping Cholak after four goals In his last two games I, He's a penalty box striker mate We're not going to win a penalty box that much We need to keep Morelos to hold it in He can win you free kicks And throw ins in corners Big Cholak doesn't do that He's just a goal scorer 18 year box But I don't think we'll get That much of the ball up there so. What if you get one chance though Cholak not the man to take it Mariela's could take He's a good finish I, mm, I like that James just dropped a bombshell on us We're late yeah. for the break But we've got to keep that going oh, well, listen, I think it's a fair point I think, Can you drop Cholak? I don't think he will But I do think it's a fair point I do think he is more suited to this game I think he can buy you fills Get you up the mm-hmm. pitch Can be a ball carrier can, uh, can run the channels But listen Cholak 11 goals in 14 games I yeah. mean 
in terms of penalty box striker, he's very good at it. So it would be extremely harsh yeah. if he didn't play the game. But I, I, I do mean, agree with the I point. Get, I get the logic as well. But I mean, how much better suited would you need to be to drop a guy that's scoring at that rate? Which is why I do think Cholak will play. But I do see the point, and, and, and I've mentioned it so many times. I always feel as if it's the, it's the stage that Alfredo Morelos fives on. I, I just feel like that lone target man role mm. in a game where pretty much your backs are going to be up against the wall for large periods of it you need someone that has physical prowess someone that can hold the ball up like I said when you fouls get you up the pitch I don't think Cholak has quite the same effect but listen I do think he'll play I think his form's been great Graham wants to see Alfredo Morelos play and Cholak dropped from the team tomorrow what do you think Rangers fans 01419511025 we'll get your answer next you are the voice of Scottish football call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday's still here He had a rough weekend But we've locked the door He's still here alongside Roger Hanna On 01419511025 Let's bring in Gordon and Airdrie uh, What are you thinking ahead of tomorrow Gordon? Yeah I think uh, I think it's probably the best time to get a Liverpool uh, If there is a good time to get them I think their confidence is low uh, Rangers will have to beat their best obviously uh, But I watched the game yesterday with Brighton And I thought Brighton actually could have won the game Quite easily so I think uh, Liverpool's confidence is definitely low and I would definitely play Morelos because I think it would give Van Dijk an absolute nightmare and get the team up the park. Maybe Van Kolek on later on in the game but I would start definitely start with Morelos. I don't know what the guys think about that. Let's get to that one in a second, Dandy. Can you get your thoughts on the overall challenge? Because I can, you can just hear both sides, come on, this is Liverpool and you rhyme off all the world-class talent. But after eight games, which is an OK sample size... They aren't, oh they've played seven sorry but they, aren't, they are ninth in mm-hmm. the English Premier League They have only won twice They did draw with Brighton at the weekend And and maybe could have lost the game as Gordon says how, how tough do you rate this? Still very tough But I think if you look at Liverpool's games In isolation I think there is a constant Sort of pattern in terms of the way they concede goals I think if you look at the Fulham game The Crystal Palace game at home again At the weekend there against Brighton There is areas they can be got at Listen, the, I mean, the, the attacking talent they've got is there for everyone to see. I think Mo Salah, you're talking about somebody that's arguably been the best player in the world for the last sort of three or four seasons. But I think with how adventurous they are, the way they play with both fullbacks high and wide, I do think it's really, really important that Rangers play pace in both wide areas. And that's not really something they've done a lot in, uh, in European football. Quite often you see it's a, a Scott Arfield or a Malik Tillman on the right-hand side. But I do feel as if there's any chance to be got at it. I do look at Rangers potentially having some mm. join the counter-attack. But listen, so after playing at the weekend and being a bit part player up until then, a start for Rabi Matondo at Anfield is that what you're well, getting at? A Rabi Matondo or a Scott Wright, or someone that has that direct pace, mm-hmm. someone that can be an outball in the counter attack. And like I said, I do feel as if you're going to get anything in the game, mm-hmm. that is the area that they're going to try and exploit. Uh, exploit. How do you balance that with them then having to help going the other way? Well, I do think they should have enough if they play another midfield three in there, whether it is a Ryan Jack, Lundstrom, Davis, or a. Lundstrom, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield uh, Of course they need to be pragmatic In the way they, they approach the game as well But well, there's certainly slight, uh, slight weaknesses In that Liverpool team just now Will Virgil van Dijk be having sleepless nights About facing Alfredo Morelos? Uh, I would very much doubt it Because I'm not sure Morelos will play I, I, If it was up to me I'd play the same team that won at Tinker So that was Rangers' perfor- best performance In some considerable period of time There's been a lot of chopping and changing In the Rangers team this season And I would just Take the same side As Andy mentioned Kent one side Matondo the other It does give you pace And Rangers can't just Try and get down there And park the bus 
that, that would be foolish. They need to go and try and, you know, compete in the game, contest the game. And I think they will. And I would like to see Matondo going at Simicass mm. on one side and Kent trying to test Trent Alexander-Arnold on the other side because he did look questionable against Brighton. And if you, you He's know, looked questionable a few times going back the way, hasn't he? Yeah, very much so. And, and listen, we can talk all night about Diaz and Firmino and Salah. And, and yes, they're absolutely wonderful players. But you, you look at Liverpool, you know, they've drawn with Brighton, Everton, Crystal Palace, Fulham. They haven't won away from mm. home in any competition this season. They even lost to that Manchester United team. That's <laughs> very true. I mean, Gordon, the you know they're maybe not in top form, but I mean he's still Virgil Van Dijk, is he not? Or have you got them sort of you know really in a in a bad place at the moment? Gordon, can you hear us? Lines dodgy. Don't know where he's gone. Can you still hear us? Go. Oh, I don't know. He's speaking to producer Chris. Um, few shouts though for Alfredo Morelos, and you're not. Totally against the idea. Like I said, I do think uh, I do think Cholak will play, but I certainly do see the reasoning for it. Um, I mean, Virgil Van Dijk, though. I don't know if, like you said, it, someone that's been exceptional for for a number of years now in the Premier League, not having a great time of it just now, but certainly not the only one in the Liverpool side. Uh, I do think Rangers need to learn lessons of that Ajax game, though. When you talk about, you know, Roger mentioned about parking the bus. I think they sort of had that. Approaching the Ajax game uh, And when Ajax sort of got into a certain area Where Rangers should make a bit of contact A bit of pressure somewhere in the field Never really happened And then you know, when they, in transitions when they won the world Never really had an out ball So throughout the 90 minutes yeah. there was never any Never any chance of a result uh, So I do think that's something they certainly have to look mm-hmm. at And try to tweak going into the game tomorrow uh, Gordon, again If poor Antonio Cholak's listening There's so many people saying he shouldn't play And Morelos should And he's probably wondering what he needs to do to get the, the nod in the eyes of some of the Rangers fans then how, how do you go about dropping him is that not unfair after his goal scoring exploits recently it kind of is in a way but I think the way the game will go I mean Rangers will not have a lot of possession as you probably know and I think uh, like Borussia Dortmund and teams like that Morales can get the team up the pitch and I think that's important and if they get them up the pitch I think we've got a chance of getting a couple of, of goals if things go well later on then call like on but He's not that type of player for me. I mean, for, for me, Morelos gets the team up the pitch, and that's important, uh, especially against a team like Liverpool. Do you, think, do you think him coming on and scoring at the weekend gives him an even better chance, Gordon? You know, if you were talking about a Cholak who's scoring versus a Morelos that's completely unfit, completely lacking match sharpness, and completely out of form, it's maybe an easier debate. And so Cholak got two, but do you think the fact that Morelos comes on and gets one maybe gives him a little boost? I definitely think so. I mean, I'm not, I'm not having a go at Cholak at all. You know, he's, he's done superbly well for Rangers since he's been here. But I just think the, the way the game will go and the way the possession will go, you, you need someone who can get you up the pitch. And I, I'm not sure Cholak can do that the same as Morelos can. But we'll find out very soon about this time tomorrow, you would imagine. Thank you to Gordon. What about Gary in East Kilbride? What are you thinking, Gary? Uh, I'm also the mind that I think Morelos would be the, the better choice uh, Nothing against Cholak uh, I, I just think the two of them are different types of strikers uh, Cholak suits more of a game where you're going to have more of the possession To put the ball in the box from Whereas Morelos tends to be the outball uh, In difficult games And I think that's what we're going to need tomorrow So I expect us to be under the cosh a bit uh, I'd said at the weekend when the line-up the line came out uh, for Saturday I actually put in a group chat Saying I, I thought Morelos Should have started And then had to eat a bar humble pie When he scored the two goals <laughs> uh, 
my my reasoning after it was I expected Hearts to have a bit more pressure on us. Uh, I expected it a bit more balanced, and it obviously turned out to not be the case. Uh, and I thought we would need again we would need Morelos to just to get us out when we're under that wee bit of pressure because he tends to play with his back towards the defenders at times and bring players into the attack when he holds it up. Uh, and I definitely think we're going to need that against Liverpool. It's now at the stage I'm going to have to put a call out for anyone who does think that Cholak deserves to play because it's one-way traffic at the moment, despite the guy banging in the goals. Um, I mean, Gary said he thought it should have been another way round, if you like, on Saturday, eight humble pie. When you and your teammates were preparing for the weekend, did you expect to face Cholak? Or did you expect Morelos... No, we expected it to be Cholak. Yeah. I think, uh, especially the domestic form he was in. Obviously, off the back, yeah, a double against Dundee United as well, uh, and he was very good in the game. Uh, I think his contribution to the game was obviously there for everyone to see with the two goals. But I think you know, the striker play for the first goal was great. Obviously, anticipates all his ball, plays it out wide, but the desire to get in the box and scored goals. So, listen, if it's a decision that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst does make to start off with Morelos, it's a very difficult one. To, to tell Antonio Charlak And it's certainly, certainly going to be a headache for him Napoli was similar In the sense that He did go for Alfredo Morelos yeah. And it looked like Everybody's saying Maybe he's better suited to that game But Charlak scored four times since then That well, changes things but, I assume Both Andy and I banged the drum For Alan McGregor For a long time To get back in the team And he's back in the team And he's back in the team Because he's Rangers Best goalkeeper I think if Alfredo Morelos is fit And on his top form Alfredo Morelos Is Rangers best striker but there is nothing that I've really seen so far that would convince me that he's at peak fitness and peak form. How do you know, Mandy? How how did he look on Saturday? I thought he looked sharp. I did actually. I th- uh, thought he looked sharp. Listen, I don't think even when he is at peak fitness, he looks like a a, a perfect athlete. He always looks as if he is carrying a little bit of weight. But you know that that comes with game time as well, which I think's something that people don't quite grasp because he was out for a long period of time when he came back and they were. Questioning these Obviously there was There was attitude issues there as well I, I'd imagine with, with Giovanni Van Bronckhorst uh, Comments But I do think game time's important for him I run in the team But listen That's going to be difficult When Antonio mm. Chalak's going goal So I think right now He needs to pick and choose His moments to play And and I Listen I said I think Cholak will play But I do understand the reasoning Why people are calling for Alfredo Morelos in this game I guess he has to make Those moments count then You know coming yeah, for sure, like, yeah. like that Coming on at the weekend Scoring You see his celebration He, yeah. he felt it was a bit of a statement You know that he was mm-hmm. back And and um, and uh, to be, I actually thought he was he was decent in the Napoli game. I, don't, I listen. I don't think he was brilliant. I don't think it was his best European performance. But I thought the job that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wanted him to do in that game, like we said, get him uh, get his team up the park, link his teammates into play. I thought he'd done that pretty well for the period he was on uh, on the pitch. If we are he nearly scored after thirty seconds, yeah, if you remember right, yeah. the Napoli game. If we are, looking, if that was Cholak though, that's what people are going to say. Exactly. <laughs> uh, if we are looking at the weekend for you know maybe clues and hints and. Ideas going forward Gary What did you make of seeing Ben Davis from the start For I think only the second time Off at half time Is that him then rested And he plays again tomorrow I assume James Sands suspended I'm hoping so I'm hoping so Because uh, even when Sands came on you seen it was a wee bit more shaky Almost get caught out himself uh, And I think that Ben Davis He done what Connor, uh, Connor Goldson has been doing for seasons now But he looks to hit That long diagonal Over to Kent In the left wing You've seen Davies do it For Matondo And a goal came from it So having those two A right and a left cent- uh, Left footed Centre back To be able to do that And I think that Then up to our speed Because that's been Our biggest uh, Biggest issue Since the start of the season Is 
he's looking to play out for the back, but they're just they were making like fifteen passes between Goldson and Sands and back to McGregor, back to McLaughlin, then out to Sands, then out to Barisic, and then back again, and it just it slowed the game right down. Now, the Dundee United game was a, a prime example. I actually left that game, even though we won. I actually left that game feeling lower than when I've left games when we've lost because I just felt that it wasn't clicking and it's not it hadn't been clicking all season. Whereas on Saturday there the tempo was great. Uh, we were on top of the, the game for the, the majority of it and it was an act, an actual performance where you actually took a bit of heart out of it. Uh, and it's definitely a, a good good warm up for for tomorrow and hopefully Ben Davies does play as a left centre uh, left centre back. Good man Gary Nice to hear from you That was Gary In East Kilbride 01419511025 Whether it is Cholak Or anyone else Go and head over to At Clyde SSB Our Twitter feed Check out the new Clyde One Super Scoreboard Team of the Week Every Monday One of the pundits Will select their Team of the Week From the weekend's games Now after The worst performance Of the season By a mile From any pundit The last time We've somehow asked Mark Wilson back uh, so he picked his team You can go and check it out uh, And I'm sure you'll have a wee argument About who should or shouldn't be in the team It's all thanks to Clyde Built Home Improvements And they're also giving you the chance To win a current or retro football kit of your choice So go to Clyde1.com to enter Now I saw this team earlier on mm. Now who was your man of the weekend Andy? A man of the weekend? Uh, Stevie May Yeah Stevie May not in the side oh. Ryan McGowan Every reporter I've read in the game Ryan McGowan outstanding in central midfield not in the side There's no ah, there, there's no suggestion Of anywhere That St Johnson Might have won at Dundee United At the weekend He's a Dundee United legend yeah. He's not going to acknowledge that and, game And is producer he? Callum Does he have a hand In these, the, the, these teams That's what this show needs More conspiracy theories I'm glad yeah. you're here 01419511025 Calls in Now what about you Celtic fans You've got an extra day to wait How are you set up For Leipzig What did you take away From the weekend Get the calls in We'll get you on next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here I was going to say looking back on the weekend's action Because that's what we do on a Monday But it's understandable We're sort of looking forward as well We spoke a lot about Liverpool v Rangers tomorrow uh, Celtic fans, you wait until Wednesday uh, To go to RB Leipzig Um I was thinking. Do you know? I was thinking that the Champions League this week is the best thing that's happened to you. Yeah, because we've not really looked back at the game at Tynecastle. We'll do it at some point. We haven't looked back at Motherwell losing at Celtic Park. I know. Funny that, isn't it? I think we're we're about to. Are we saying producer Callum's team lose? Your team lose? Your team lose? (laughs) We're suddenly looking forward on a Monday. I think we're about to. Don't you worry, because Scott is a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of the weekend, Scott? Um. I don't think we played particularly well. We played well in patches. I don't think we played any great stretch of imagination anywhere near what we can do. Um, I, don't, I don't know what to put it, didn't he, just now? Even Carl McGregor looked a wee bit off it, although he, he did okay. But I just think in general we were missing Cameron Carter-Vickers um, more than probably I've ever thought we would. But also probably Carl still felt as well, to be fair, because they were part of the best defence last season. So I think we're missing more than we probably thought we would. Um, that's a little more points about tonight actually um, On Saturday when Carl McGregor got sent off There was a sort of freeze frame of the game um, When I got in I actually watched it back And I went I can't believe that In the picture we've got Stephen Welsh is over on the far side of the pitch Then we've got um, Carl McGregor who's basically Where the centre half should be And then we've got Rio Tati Who's played the ball back to him There's no sign of Greg Taylor There's no sign of Morris Jentz and there's no sign of Yura Yaranovic. 
So three of our back four are nowhere to be seen in the picture and we're left with two midfield players and a centre-half over at right-back. Now, last season we lost goals in Europe and we were hoping at times. Um, if we're like that in Wednesday night, we might take a bit of a doing because that was, in my opinion, at that stage of the game with five, six minutes to go, why is the two full-backs up the park and where's the other centre-half? Just quickly on that, Scott, because how many Mondays do we spend debating refereeing decisions? By the sounds of it, do you have no complaints with Callum McGregor's red card? Not, not at all, because if the boy even gets his head up, he's chipping Joe, Joe Hart, because Joe Hart's basically on the 18 yard line, and there's no danger he's catching that ball. If the guy's got any, mm. he's got half a bit, bit of ability, he's in the back of the net. So he's took one for the team, but he shouldn't have had to take one for the team, and that's what my question is. Who's telling the fullbacks to charge forward with five minutes to go and a game at home where you're winning 2-1 and you've not played particularly well in? That worries me. Mm. That, that was my point from Saturday. Yeah, quickly then, any complaints about the red? No. No. None at all? None no. what Stephen Welsh isn't getting there? No. No. Alvin, even if he's slight... the quickest red card debate of all time. Yeah. Even if Stephen Welsh is slightly is closer bike? to the ball. <laughs> yeah, or slightly closer to the ball. You know, Scott quite really pointed out, Joe Hart's out his goal. And the Motherwell player's getting the, goal for, uh, the ball first So if that's not denying a clear goal scoring opportunity I don't D- know what is Dermot Gallagher was in Sky again this morning And he was asked about the two big red cards up here Callum McGregor was there another one and Cammy Devon Oh right I'll get to that one as well And he had that look as if to say Why are you even asking me about these decisions um, Right what about the tactical point then Fair play to Scott He's not wanting to whinge about the decision He's wanting to whinge about where on earth the Celtic Players were and, and how it came about And why Callum McGregor Had to take one for the team Because you could see that Callum McGregor was raging Andy yeah. But not with the referee With the situation That yeah, he found I think, himself in I do think he was more raging Than the, the pass for Rio Hattati uh, I take Scott's point Obviously the time of the game And, uh, and the positions that, that Celtic have took up In the field But listen It's the way Hans Porsicoglu Approaches the game I think You know At that at that point When it's 2-1 And with 5 minutes to go I think Ange Postecoglou Is more worried about Trying to get the third goal Than, than conceding another one uh, And I think If you freeze frame Like Scott referenced And you take still pictures Sometimes I'm not a big fan of it Especially when the The ball turns over That quickly in transition uh, But I do agree with what he says In terms of Cameron Carter-Vickers Being a massive miss uh, I think him Callum McGregor Jota I think that's the three players Where Celtic don't really quite have that Like for like and I think they've got a lot of great depth Throughout the squad But I think the three of them for me Are, are big big players and, and Scott mentioned Starfield as well When Celtic won the league It was Carter Vickers and Starfield Every week Now I don't care who you are If you lose your two central defenders It unsettles the team The team was unsettled at St Mirren Curtis Main Looked like Erling Haaland For a period of time in that game He was terrorising Jensen Welsh um, Motherwell didn't quite get to you know that level at the weekend, but you can bet your bottom dollar Timo Werner and Christopher and Cuckoo, mm. both of whom scored two for RB Leipzig at the weekend, will be looking to trouble that Celtic defence. And I think Ange Postecoglou, I don't, don't think Stanfield's going to make it. He'll be desperate to get Carter Vickers back into the centre of that defence. So, is the last two games? Dented the confidence for you Scott Because even on match day one It was largely positive Because Celtic did well And it was Real Madrid And the Celtic fans came away feeling good about it Shakhtar clearly should have won the game A point away from home Everything again was optimistic But now you're on ahead of this game Talking about fearing the wor- Not fearing the worst but, but thinking it could be a really tough night If Celtic play like that Has the confidence been dented in the back of those two games for you? 
I'm sorry, but I never come away from any game that Celtic lose um, feeling quite happy about it. Doesn't matter. We don't care who we're playing. Um, I don't like to see my team lose. So, um, get beat three not the Real Madrid is just as slow as getting beaten two and a half percent mum. Doesn't make a difference. Um, I'm just concerned <clears throat> that I thought Ange would have tailored the European style a wee bit. Um, and against Real Madrid, I thought, do you know what? Once you went to two not, you could see the heads going down and the guys going, well, it's a long way back to here. I can understand that because if you look through our team, take Joe Hart out of it and probably Callum, it's a very young team. If you look right along the team, probably Greg Taylor's in the next most experienced. The rest of the guys haven't really played. I think we had seven debutants in the Champions League that night. So it was always going to be a hard ask against the Champions of Europe. Um, I, just, I just think that we're missing Callum Carter because, as you said, he brings a sort of stability and a, a sort of sense of calmness. You watch him, he never gets flustered. He very rarely puts, loses the ball. And the focal, I think, if every back pole's got to have a focal point, in my opinion, and I think Cameron Carter-Vickers is her focal point, I think the, the full-backs take the lead for him, as does Kath Stalfer. Um I just think we're missing him more than, um, more than the, probably we thought we would, thinking that Jens would come in and do a job, and we thought that maybe Stephen Wells should do a job, but I think we missed a trick before the transfer window shot. I would have liked to have seen somebody with a bit of experience for Europe. Mm. I think we missed out big time I mean Roger the <laughs> I guess in football you become a victim of your own success to a point I can understand there'll be Celtic fans out there saying hold on we won at the weekend Mother actually didn't really create much because we were the, our own undoing with the goal and we're still top of the league but the performance levels were on the ceiling until the St Mirren game and I wonder if that's now that's obviously what's fresh in the memory how the where are Celtic confidence wise or performance oh, level wise I should say listen, going into con- Wednesday confidence wise will be fine because two of the best performances have been in Europe you know for an hour against Real Madrid and this is Real Madrid we're talking about European champions best team in the world probably Celtic were really good for an hour um, and Warsaw against Shakhtar the next they should have won the game they should have won the game comfortably had they taken their chances so the performances have been good they can be confident going to Leipzig that, you know, if they reach that level of performance, they will trouble Leipzig at times. But as you say, two of the poorer performances, St Mirren and Motherwell, have come since... Back to back. Yeah, back to back. Do you think they have to get a result Wednesday? Um, I think they can qualify with a, you know, by getting the better of Leipzig and Donetsk over the two games. So they've drawn away to Donetsk. If they draw away to Leipzig... Then they'll feel confident they can beat them both at Celtic Park and go through with Real Madrid. Yeah, I'm with that. But I do feel as if they have to get mm. something Wednesday. And I think there's an opportunity there. Uh, like Roger said, quite rightly, I think they've performed well. I thought the Shakhtar game, to be honest, I thought they were excellent. Uh, how they didn't win the game, I'm not too sure. But results are what gets you through in the group. And I feel as if they need one on Wednesday. They, they can score goals. I'm with Scott. I, the one worry for me would be if it's Welsh and Jens against Werner and Cuckoo. Thank you, Scott. That takes us nicely up to that time of the evening. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. A new week, a clean slate on Beat the Pundit. Oh, the end of last week was magnificent, though. I love nothing more than seeing Marvin Bartley lose and lose his head in the process. And that's what happened. So we'll see what these two can do tonight. You are in the presence of Beat the Pundit royalty. 01419511025 and the lines close at 7 so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141951025.
01419511025. Played one super scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. It's 01419511025. It is Twitter at Clyde SSB. And uh, get in touch. We're halfway through the show, so plenty of time left to either look back on the weekend. Andy Halliday's been let off the hook something terrible because everyone wants to talk about the Champions League. Um, we've barely covered the big talking points from Tynecastle. We'll get them uh, before long. But still, Rangers fans tomorrow didn't necessarily plan it. But all you Rangers fans keep phoning in and saying, Alfredo Morelos should play tomorrow. Maybe a bit surprising. Anyone out there want to defend Antonio Cholak's place? Uh, Celtic fans, what about the weekend? We had a fan on uh, just before the news expressing a little bit of concern, if, suggesting if Celtic play the way they did against Motherwell, against Leipzig, he would be worried, a bit worried about the defensive uh, issues. So pick up that phone and let us know. And anything else you've got, 0141-951-1025. And we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, it's beat the pundit time. Robert is in Irvine. How's it going, Robert? Nah, not bad. How's yourself, guys? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. Have you ever played before? I have not. Right, okay. I mean, look, you know you know what you're getting into tonight, yeah? Roger Hanna's sort of unbeatable almost. It has happened. And Andy Haldy's had these moments. You have lost, though, this season, haven't you, on the yeah, old tiebreaker? Yeah. So, uh,. I take it you'd rather face Halliday is he, is he still a level below Hannah? Uh, definitely Halliday Roger <laughs> Hannah's still good Know your place Halliday oh, you, you, might have been top, you might have been top of the table last year Or were you joint? I can't remember how it worked But anyway at Heads it will be Roger Hannah minus one And tails it will be Andy Halliday Roger you've not played in ages No It's tails again Oh wow It's tails again Absolutely not So we'll give Andy some Clyde 2 to listen to So that he can hear what's going on in the studio Robert, it's very simple 30 seconds, answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know, okay? Okay Right, top man then, 30 seconds going on the clock right now And your time starts now Name either English side Celtic face during their 2003 UEFA Cup run Oh, pass. Which club did Dado Perso leave to join Rangers in 2004? Monaco. How many players were sent off in the Scottish Premiership over the weekend? Two. Who did Livingston beat in the final of the 2004 Scottish League Cup? Oh, Sir Jonathan. What Scottish Premiership club does Ryan McGowan currently play for? Motherwell. Which championship side did Chris Doolan end his career with? Dundee. Okay, let's bring Andy back Andy, can you hear us? Yes Good, same set of questions to you You ready? Let's go Let's do it Name either English side Celtic face During their 2003 UEFA Cup run Blackburn Which club did Dado Purcell leave To join Rangers in 2004? Monaco How many players were sent off In the Scottish Premiership this weekend? Three Who did Livingston beat In the final of the 2004 Scottish League Cup? Hibs which Scottish Premiership club does Ryan McGowan play for? St Johnson. Which current Scottish Championship side did Chris Doolan end his career with? Partick Thistle. Name any club Gary Boyer managed before becoming Dundee manager. Gary Boyer. Birmingham. Okay. Robert, how do you think it went? Uh, I had a shocker. <laughs> That's never good. That's never what you want to hear, Ga- Robert, honestly. Look at Andy Halliday already, Robert. He's got his headphones off and he's leaning over to Roger Hanna looking for a, a bit of guidance. Just patience. Right, we can get to him, <laughs> man. Uh, Name either side, English side that Celtic faced during their 2003 
uh, UEFA Cup run You had the choice of Liverpool or Blackburn So I'm afraid it's a tough start Robert, he goes 1-0 up You did know Dado Perso came from Monaco But so did Andy 2-1 McGregor, Devlin and Ayunga sent off at the weekend It was 3, so 3-1 Andy Halliday uh, Livingston beat Hibs in 2004 4-1 Andy Halliday Do you see where this is heading, Robert? Uh, that's a real doing here uh, Ryan McGowan plays for St Johnston 5-1 Andy Halliday But he is human I, At this point I was already planning the old Give you the 10 questions See how you get Chris Doolan Although he's a Thistle legend Ended at Arbroath Arbroath A brief spell So And you didn't get the last one either He That was Lee Boyer Yeah Blackburn Blackpool Or Bradford or Salford so, was, It was Gary Boyer So uh, You weren't perfect 1, 2, 3, 4 A 5 For Andy Halliday and I'm afraid, whisper it, Robert, in Irvine, it was only a one hard lines. Uh, right, thanks for having me on, guys. Good man, that was Robert in Irvine. Another victory. Yeah, good, I felt good. Easy yeah. one. Ugh, we'll need to get better good as the week goes on. Ugh, Dale and Wilson will be there for the taking. Um, Please tell me they're doing the big shift again tomorrow. Yes, on till 11 o'clock tomorrow night. Oh. Absolutely looking forward to that. He better, a bit worried about him though After the, you know, the big medical emergency Yeah weekend. Did you hear about this? Mouth also Yeah so we had a, a A bit of a night out on Friday A dinner Now don't worry Your invite wasn't lost in the post We just anticipated that you Well I was going to say You were busy Saturday lunchtime But uh, You anticipated well It was Saturday late afternoon Before you became busy <laughs> um, So there we, we knew you wouldn't be able to make it But uh, Gordon pulled out with mouth ulcers no, At the last moment So no, him to put a an event I know So we'll, we'll need to make sure He's alright for tomorrow I'll be keeping an eye on him I wonder how many uh, Tubes of Bongella He's got through Since Saturday But don't worry I'm sure he'll be here 01419511025 um, Let's speak to Barry Who's a Celtic fan How do you look back On the weekend's game Barry? Um, probably wasn't Celtic's best performance But um, I don't think it was Calamitous Is what Hugh said Unconvincing I wouldn't go that far. Um, I think Celtic still created chances. We hit the post, we hit the bar. Um, Kyogo had a chance again. Um, Abada had a good chance. I think it's stretching a wee bit far when Hugh said it was unconvincing. Yeah, uh, these things are always easy to spin, aren't they, Roger? Because I don't think you could make a case for Motherwell winning the game or no. or, or any of, of the likes. I so, I suppose you go back to what you said earlier It's about Celtic's own level here They've almost got themselves to blame If you win 2-1 And your captain has to make a last gasp Challenging it sent off late in the game Some people will use the word unconvincing yeah. Barry thinks that's unfair I'll, I'll draw a comparison Rangers 2 and D United 1 A couple of weeks earlier You know, there were Rangers supporters phoning the show To say it was unconvincing Worse than that yeah. Slaughtered Yeah So I, th- I think when the two clubs you know, I'm not going to say stumble over the line because, you know, Celtic won the game. And as you say, you know, even you as a Motherwell supporter aren't trying to, you know, build a case for Motherwell winning the game or anything. But because the way the game finished, because of Callum McGregor's red card, because Ross Tierney had a glimpse of goal, and perhaps, you know, some people could say, oh, well, if it got through, mm-hmm. it would have been 2 2, and Callum's taking one for the team. I mean, that's what happened in my head after the show on yeah, Saturday night. It, you know, you said unconvincing. What I'll say is, it isn't as convincing as some that have gone before it. Well, do you know why that that comes? Because when you've got a 23 goal difference in eight games, you've set a pretty high standard. And I think Celtic have been used to scoring three, four game, uh, goals a game every domestic game. Nine, Nine goals a game, <laughs> I sometimes, sometimes. So, you know, when you win by a goal at home, 
and I get with ten men, you know, sometimes it might have that feel unconvincing, but when you watch the game, I think Celtic had more than enough chances. I think Kyogo could have had a hat trick. Hatati strikes one off the post, Abada, uh, as Barry pointed out with the rebound. So they had opportunities to make it more convincing, mm. but yeah, it's um I think Motherwell went with a game plan to frustrate and that's Hung probably what they've done. So no concerns then, Barry, you know, you're viewing St Mirren as a one-off and, you know, on Saturday was nothing like that and and you're, you're feeling as optimistic about the Champions League as you were in previous weeks. Um, I'm pretty, pretty confident. I mean, obviously Celtic are missing their two centre-backs and that's, you know, maybe why we're looking a wee bit shaky with the ball coming out of the box and stuff like that. I can maybe see you saying, oh, Celtic didn't look as strong but sorry my main point was I wanted to get did the panel think that uh, I think Celtic should have had a penalty um, a bad across the ball I know he's only two probably about two yards away but the Motherwell player's hands out he's out with his silhouette I'm just wondering do you think um, if that's on VAR that's given brought back and given us a penalty good question Andy I think my reply is the camera angle I seen wasn't very convincing. If it did strike Ricky Lamy's arm, I think it is a penalty because it's a penalty that I've been seen given all over the place for the last eighteen months. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. But your question is, if VAR was uh, was in, would it be overturned? I think it would. I I I've given up trying to predict what VAR would or wouldn't do, Roger. I, just, I, I was just about to say uh, that, that, that very free. same thing. Um, I think the ball strikes Ricky Lamy. You're right, Andy. I don't think any of the camera angles were totally convincing. You can see an argument for it being a penalty, but with some of the decisions we've seen, both given and not given for handballs in the box, um, these that, this type of thing, Barry, is going to be the most contentious type of VAR decision I think you're pretty convinced though Barry you felt the hand was was. I mean the arm probably wasn't out is that fair but you think the hand if that if that makes any sense I think the hand's in an unnatural position because when it struck him it's more or less at him at the side of his head and his hand's at the side of his head well for what I can see through my green tent specs I suppose but <laughs> um, you know I just I just think it as a penalty uh, I mean, could there be a case for Welsh being getting around the back? Um, I don't, I don't really think so. The red was probably right, um, but I just think, uh, I think under VAR, mm. I think that's a penalty. Very possibly, Roger. Um, like we said, I, I can think of so many penalties. Even 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 if we narrow it down to handball, ones that you think are going to get given that don't, and vice versa. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even from this season, you think of Connor Goldson. Yeah, in that's Europe, the one that immediately stood yeah. And again, we're always really tough on our refs, and sometimes they deserve it, but we've. We've had so much European football this season for our clubs, as you well know, Andy, and we've seen a lot of international football recently and I've seen loads and loads of terrible refereeing decisions with and without VAR. Yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a for instance. I actually thought Scotland's first goal in the home game against Ukraine was a foul. I thought John McGinn fouled the player. Nonsense. And it goes, you know, it doesn't dare go you? to VAR. How and dare it, you? And it's, well, you, you know, know that it, as well. it's waved oh, on. It's oh, I, I was delighted. <laughs> I was delighted it was waved on. But it was waved right. on. So some of these decisions, they do baffle. And I don't think you need to wait too long for VAR to come in. Mm, yeah. Talk about refs. We slag them. They actually had a good weekend because I thought Callum McGregor was a red. I thought Cammy Devlin was a red. I thought Jonah Younger was a red. Um, he did well to spot it, I have to say as well. The, the speed that Livingston shot came in. So Yeah, uh, I, I like that one because I must admit, even watching the highlights, I keep... Yeah. I wasn't entirely sure Yeah, It was a bit quick for me to see that it hit his Yeah, and his hand. I, I was up in Dingwall It's cracking save Oh, that's great, yeah, yeah. Cracking save, wasn't it? 
Yeah, I thought Alan Muir had a good game at the Hibs game as well. Yeah, Aberdeen's a penalty as well, to be fair. Yeah. It's a penalty. Yep. Yeah. Good well, weekend for the refs. Um, well, funnily enough, right, right on that, Techno Viking says, maybe I've missed it, but after Jim Goodwin called Porteous a cheat, I assume he's come out and said the same about his own player diving to win a penalty against Kilmarnock. Oh, I think that's a penalty. So you're not all no, convinced. Even Derek McKinney said he thought it was a penalty. Techno Viking, come on, put these two right. Uh, Barry, so going into Wednesday, how important is it that w- at least Cameron Carter Vickers makes it? Um. I suppose I'd prefer to have him in next to Jens um, just for the fact that he's got a wee bit more European experience uh, over uh, Welsh. Um, I think, you know, he is, he is a kind of... He's one of the first on the team sheet, isn't he? Um, when he does when he does play. Um, real important centre-back. Um, good in there as well. So, yeah, I think it's really... It'll be a massive boost if we can, if we can get him fit, you know? Um I'm hoping we can get a draw over in Germany. A draw would be, I'd, t- I'd bite your hand off for a draw right now. Um, I just hope that Celtic can do it. But I, I think they've got more than enough um, talent up front and in midfield to, to, to trouble Leipzig. I always think, Roger, there, there's that. I'm not saying it's, it's luck as such, but the, the way the, the fixtures can fall, with hindsight, you wanted to face Leipzig in match day one or two. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but now, now, now they've got a new manager, so are, are they getting the. The new manager bounce, so they get in their, their act together a bit. They won four 0 as you say, at the weekend. There was doubles for uh, Werner and Nkunku. They, I mean, they, they did lose three 0 to Minshew Gladbach um, the week before, but they also beat Dortmund three um, nil just before that. So I'm not saying you can just make any excuse about uh, you know on, on Celtic's behalf, but you they seem a much better team now than they were even. A month ago Yeah I would agree with that And Shakhtar Donetsky If you remember Went there and won 4-1 And that, that did For the previous manager Tedesco And that's what got Marco Rossa the job I think in a strange way Gordon They're a bit like Celtic I think they are better Going forward Than they are at the back um, You see that you know, Three against Dortmund And four against Was it Bochum At the weekend They always look as if They've got a goal in them But so does Celtic And I, I think it could be An exciting game in Germany on Wednesday evening because you would find whatever Celtic go you would fancy them to, to score the way Ange sets them out you would fancy them to cause problems for the opposing defence the question mark you have going to this away game is whether or not they can keep that back door closed probably as well not even trying to make sense of the results even since the start of September Andy battered 4-0 by Frankfurt who Rangers fans would say not brilliant not no. world beaters battered 4-1 by Shakhtar who Celtic played off the park and then, like we say, it starts to flip and they're beating Dortmund 3-0 and they're beating Bochum 4-0. Um, I think they did all right in the Bernabeu as well. Was it not 10 minutes to go? I think it was 0-0. So, yeah. interesting challenge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, you cash up my back to even the game. Uh, Rangers played them in the, the semi-final last year at, at home. I didn't think Leipzig were great. Deserved mm-hmm. to win the game, but wasn't it the most convincing 1-0 one I've ever seen? Obviously, at Ibrox, uh, Rangers managed to, to turn them over. So, for me, I agree with Roger. I think there's goals in the game. Uh, and I actually do fancy Celtic to get a, uh, get a result if they, Listen, if they perform the way they did against Real Madrid and Shakhtar They could win the game But I, I, I fancy a draw, that's my early prediction for that one uh, James Graham has sent a tweet in at Clyde SSB He says, Gordon, can you ask the panel about Joe Hart Feigning a head injury to get the game stopped When he made a mess of a cross Now I have seen quite a lot of people sharing the clip uh, Of Joe Hart over the weekend, Roger Is he alright? Was that a sword blow to the head or was he... Trying to gain some sort of advantage I don't know What was going through his head at the time um, Barry Maguire's arm Was it, was it not a solo home? 
Well, perhaps it yeah, I think it was uh, Sondre Soho Johansson. It, it, it seemed to actually looked sort of worrying for, for a moment or two when he first went down and he seemed to need treatment. And then you see the the, the TV replays; it didn't look quite as worrying as it did at the time. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll be fit to, to, to keep goal in Germany on Wednesday. Yeah, I think so. Just I think when you see the initial reaction. I think the AKO, aren't you? You see that the old starfish has got the arms outstretched, but when you see the replay, I think he was trying to win his team a wee foul there. Joe Hart. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's <laughs> why you're in the, the tabloid business. Um, I mean, I've seen, or maybe this is just in the circles I move in. Lots of other fans very upset about this and saying, will this be, you know, will it be, will it be looked at and all that sort of stuff for a diet? But, you know, he didn't, he didn't gain anything from no, it. You, you don't look at, you don't look at, the only dives that get looked at are if you win a penalty or something gets sent off. You're not just going to ran. You don't randomly pluck incidents like that from a game. Well, the fans need to look forward, Gordon. You're making us look forward tonight, and I don't think they, you know they want to look about one point out of twelve yeah. for Motherwell down below St Johnson into ninth. They go to Dingwall tomorrow night, and then after that is it Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, Celtic again in Aberdeen. Yeah. It's a difficult run of fixtures. Yeah, yeah. we're. A, I think we're a, a few weeks before we are. Three weeks before Motherwell. I think Motherwell's our last game before the World Cup break. No, that's what happens though when you, when you, you know. But I like that. I like. I like the the, the thought. I continue to look forward. I like that, Roger. Let's keep that up. I can tell you what's not happening after the break, and it's that oh. we're going to need to get you at some point. We'll get Andy Halliday's full and extensive thoughts on the game at Tynecastle, and the full time teaser coming next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's that time of the night where Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday put their brains together and try and come up with the answers to the full time teaser. Really good question, this Van Man Glasgow. Look, there are 12 answers, but I, we won't spend too long on it because we've got a lot of talking points. We'll just skip through as quick as we can. Can you name 12 English league managers who've played in Scotland at some point in their career so there are 12 managers in England who've C- played in Scotland at Current some point play. in their career yeah David Moyes yes played for Celtic and Fairman, wasn't it well I played for more than that yeah played for more Ackies. wait sorry David Moyes Yep. Like, yep. Manag- English league managers no as in like they're managers in England they don't have to be English oh right okay right I get you yeah, Alec Neil. Yep. Alec Neil, yeah. Great shout. Yeah, Tony Mowbray. Yep. Tell you what, you might just take it away. Andy, would you like to give us one <laughs> guess? I was He's still thro- writing down was, the question. I was thrown for Moyes. So any managers mm-hmm. in England that have played up here? Not not just now, coming to me now. Oh, there is. Why, I, know, know that, I know there is. <laughs> 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 it must be coming to you. It must be. Put him one more out of his misery, Roger. Gerard. <laughs> Look at you checking your answers. Uh, I'll get it. Any more, Roger? In a minute. All oh, right. Okay, you're out as well. That's fine. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Oh, up there. Yes, there we go. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, it's full time at Clyde One dot com. By the way, if you want to send your answers in, um, uh, send your questions in. Sorry, that's the whole point of it. You come up with the questions, and we try and get the guys to come up with the answers. Um, so let's do that uh, if we can uh, right sa- sa- Saturday Andy Halliday yes. talk to us come on what's the what's the Andy Halliday verdict on the game at the weekend Rangers deserve to win uh, I haven't watched the analysis back yesterday I actually thought 
which probably might surprise a few after some of the calls I've heard tonight. I thought we were well in the game in the first half an hour. I thought there were just moments that Rangers done better than us. Uh, quite often it was the final pass. Obviously the final finish goes without saying. But I thought we had some joy. Uh, like I said, final pass letting us down. But even before the sending off, I think you go 2-0 down a team of Rangers quality, you've got a mountain to climb. But I don't think there's any doubt. You know, Once you go down to 10 men, it's going to be a long sort of 50 minutes after that. You know, we get in at half time, still wanted to try and have a go and get back into the game. Went in a 4 3 2 formation, which is adventurous, still try to press high. But ultimately, Rangers quality sort of uh, shone through in the last sort of 15 minutes. When they get the third, then obviously it's sort of damage limitation after that. So, certainly disappointed for us uh, when you beforehand going into the game that you wanted to go leveling points with Rangers. So, you know, the, the aim certainly was to go and win the game, but I thought Rangers were, were a better team on the day. Any complaints about the red card? No. Not at all. In a word, uh, what's the reaction like to that then when something like that happens? Does Cammy Devlin get in and hold his hands up? Or? Yeah, yeah, simple as that. Listen, I've been there myself. I've, I've been sent off a couple of times in my career. Uh, you know, when you've made a mistake, you can't be too overly harsh on it. Uh, you know, I think he's, he's a boy that plays on the edge, he always has done. And, uh, you know, I've commented on the likes when it's been, you know, Ryan Portis in the media for it or uh, Alfredo Morelos in the media for it. And you never want to take that competitive fire away from someone but he's young I, I think there's no doubt about it he'll certainly learn from from that experience that he's had at the weekend there and, and just important that he sort of could curtail that uh, aggression in the right way something not right Roger Hanna like no one's really complaining about Callum McGregor's red card no one's complaining about Cammy Devlin's red card have we, have we found rare agreement in this show on a Monday night write it down 1st of October 2022 mm. the weekend the refs got it right yeah uh, did the ref get the decision right to rule out another goal for Rangers? Uh, no, he didn't. Um, it's amazing, actually. If, if the game finishes nil-nil, that's all we'd be talking about between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock tonight. Um, Craig Gordon isn't getting to the ball. or he, Well, his fingertips got to He's not claiming the ball. He bumped into Rabi Matondo. He initiated the contact for me. Mm. Scott Arfield knocks the ball into the net. It should have been a goal for Rangers. And because Rangers have won 4-0, it really doesn't become a talking point, but it might well have been. How tough... Is it at the moment, Andy, you know, defensively with so many absentees, the camera kept panning to Craig Halkett, who's sitting there. You've even high-profile defensive summer signings that, mm-hmm. that are out injured. Yeah, I think if you look at the first game of the season, uh, we obviously start the game with a back three, which is a formation that we've played, you know, 85% of the, of the times that I've been at the football club and the back three was, you know, Kai Rose, Stephen King's in the middle, Craig Halkett in the right. All three of them have basically missed the majority of the season so far. Uh, so I think it's difficult when you've got a lot of you know, missing bodies in the one area of the pitch. Liam Boyce is obviously another one. He's been the top goal scorer at the club for the last three seasons. But listen, you can't make any excuses with the, uh, with injuries. I think it's going to happen to every club throughout the season. Uh, I've said from the start that I feel as if we've we've got more than enough uh, quality and depth within the squad to handle that. But right now we're not. Mm. Uh, you know, in terms of our defensive record last year was a big reason why we we had so much success. So you know, we have to get back to that pretty quick. Fiorentina are hopeless anyway. Struggled again yeah. in the weekend. You'll be all right. Listen, it's a massive game, massive massive occasion, massive opportunity for us as well. Uh, I think anyone looking at the, the sort of group at the start never really gave as much a chance. Uh, I think we you know, always had the hope that we can go and surprise a few. Uh, listen, Riga was obviously massive the first time the, the club had won away from home in, in Europe in 18 years, so it's gave us a position to obviously go and try and do something in the group. But you know, I've said it with Rangers, I've said it with Celtic, they both needed results this week, we're no different. So I think that's the same on Thursday and it's a huge occasion that we're, we're all looking forward to. And the number of people who are sending me messages on Twitter 
Asking me To ask you For tickets For the away game In Florence Oof. Can we just pass them all on Or oh, They're like gold try and dust They're like gold dust them out. We'll need to go elsewhere uh, Right <laughs> We'll see how we get on uh, Let's bring in Graham Who's A Rangers fan on the line What's your take on tomorrow After the On the back of that One at the weekend Graham Gents hi Good evening um, Yeah I, I mean obviously we, we looked the best That we have done This season so far But um, I'm actually going to go a bit controversial and say I would play both Cholak and Morelos tomorrow night. Um, I would actually play Morelos behind Cholak in a number 10 role uh, and go narrow against Liverpool rather than going wide like we traditionally do. Uh, I would keep Kent on the left if there is an option. If Trent Alexander's up the field, then obviously Kent's the outball. But uh, I think uh, we could get at them through the middle um, with uh, you know Morelos back to goal taking the ball from the midfield, I'd be looking at uh, Kamara, Davis and Lundstrom in the middle of the park. So it can be defensive if need be, but Davis is good at breaking forward and uh, kind of linking uh, between midfield and forward. So uh, I would sacrifice Matondo or, or right on, on the right um, and uh, look at doing Morelos to the middle. Give it a try. We're halfway through the Champions League. No points on the board. Let's give it a go. Oh, that's a big ask, Graham. That's a trial and error period. That if you're you're playing someone in a position that they've never played in before, uh, I think that's listen. The, the the two up front playing them both has been something that's been debated for a for a number of weeks now. Uh, there's maybe a, a case for an argument, certainly domestically, but I think in a game that you know you're you're probably not going to have much in terms of possession. Uh, you certainly need discipline, certainly down the spine of the squad anyway. And I think the debate is, what, what, can it be Morelos? It sort of gets you up the pitch and, and leaves a bit of pressure on the back four. But the mm. two of them, I, for me personally, I don't think that would work. I mean, you get the urge to put them in, Roger. Just like, understand the you know the desire, but in terms of the logistics or, or how you make it work, you've, I've heard all sorts. I've heard you know, well, change the formation completely, play them both as a two up front. You've heard, you know, if Rangers stick with their current formation. Can one of them do that right-sided thing? Because Rangers don't always have a traditional right-sided player in there anyway. This might be the first I've heard of Morelos as a, a so-called number 10. They tend to be kind of crafty, creative types. Yeah. I don't know, is that Morelos' strength? Uh, we've we've not seen it from either Stephen Gerrard or Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. The closest you got to it was in the occasions that Kamar Roof was coming in off the right. And I noticed he was pictured back at training today as well, Gordon. So that's maybe something for down the line. If you're going to try... Two up top with what you know, one off the other. Um, don't mind trying it, but if you're going to try it, maybe Dundee in the League Cup at Ibrox in a couple of weeks. I don't think Liverpool away at Anfield in the Champions League is a night for experimentation. But you don't see it like that, Graham. You see it like a last throw of the dice, if you like, because two heavy defeats already in the Champions League. I think uh, it would go against what Liverpool's expecting for a start, and it would give us a best chance of getting some firepower. I think that uh, using Morelos. Um, he could drift to the right if, for example, Simicass is up the field, which we expect. Both of their full-backs to be up the field. So, obviously, Davis and Goldson could provide these cross balls over to uh, Kent and Morelos if they are wide. However, I would, I think that you know, I've got a very, very good friend of mine who is uh, a Liverpool diehard. And all he talks about is the midfield in Liverpool and how weak it is through the middle. And you can get at their, their, their back line very, very easily. And uh, I just think with the height that they've got as their centre-halves, going wide perhaps isn't the option to put it in from the wide areas. But play at their feet, go for them, run at them through the middle of the park and see how the two guys play off each other. I'm sure they do stuff like this in training, even though we haven't seen it in, in games. Um, I'm sure that they have played together uh, as, a, as a striking force in some way. But I think Morelos' his ability to have his back to goal, facing the midfield, turning the ball out either to Kent on the right 
uh, sorry, on the left or round the corner to Cholak if he's making a run off him. I think it could happen. I think it, I think it's just because we've never seen it before. I think they've got the strength to do it. Graham, it is a passionate case. You've not won these two over, but you're certainly putting the, the case forward. One that I'm interested in, though, Andy, is Graham sort of mentions Glenn Kamara has been part of his midfield. Where is Glenn Kamara at the moment? It doesn't seem to be at the forefront of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's plans. I can't actually think. When was the last time Glenn Kamara played? When was the last time he gave an odd? Roger, you know better than me. Oh, is there not a game we could take off at half time then? I'm trying to think. Um, Did Celtic Park? He did come. No, but he he came into one after that, didn't he? Listen, as Gordon does his research on it for us. Glenn Kamara has been that sort of player that's always been given the nod when it is Europe. No, you're right to be fair. Came on last 10 against Napoli. Yeah, I can't remember Um, actually the last time he played. Came on... Because no, there was talk of Ajax, him. Started yeah, Ajax. there was talk of him deadline day potentially leaving, and I think Ajax was the game straight after the deadline. Am I right? And he was straight mm, in the yeah. starting lineup, which was maybe a bit of a surprise mm-hmm. at the time. But uh, as I said, he's always quite often been the one that's been given the nod in Europe for his ability in tight areas to sort of keep pressure when when you've been under a bit of pressure. But I mean, was I he just think in the squad at the weekend, Roger. Don't no. know if he was. No, I'm not sure that he was. He obviously had more. Um, personal stuff to deal with when he was away yeah, you know, with the Finland national team as well um, I'm not entirely sure maybe Andrew could tell us if there was an update on where he is or the likelihood that he plays I just think we should go with the same team I said it earlier on it was a very good performance um, against Hearts Hearts are Hart a decent side uh, you know previous results will show you you know third place by a country mile last season took Rangers to extra time in the Scottish Cup final they're in Europe they've qualified for the the, the group stages of the Conference League Great win in Riga um, If they get a better Fiorentina And that, that's home and away in the next you know week or ten days They've a very good chance of getting through this group So for anyone to go to Tynecastle And win by four goals, goals to nil Is a good performance I think the two in the base and the midfield for me Need to be disciplined I don't think Glenn Kamara is quite that, that type of player and Graham's talking about experimenting people in number ten positions I think Glenn Kamara has been experimenting in number 10 the last time he done it was at Celtic Park for me it didn't work so no I don't think he'll be in the starting lineup. right we're about to be joined by a special guest on the phone so let's say goodbye to Graham and Belsell and quickly ask you to very quickly any more on this teaser managers in England who've played in Scotland at some point in their career uh, newly appointed Huddersfield manager Mark Fodding ah, that's a sneaky one that yep well done and yeah. I know now why he was doing his own. Oh, sorry, have you got that? No, no, go no, 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 please. No, no, please. No, 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 He's there as well Yeah There's, there's another mate of yours We'll leave it though we'll get it, we'll get it before the end of the show uh, Right I did say we've got a special guest on the phone It's a massive uh, week coming up for Scotland Women's National Team Playoff time ahead of the Women's World Cup uh, Austria first of all And then hopefully uh, Ireland thereafter Lucy Graham, Scotland International Joins us on the phones Lucy how are you? Thank you for joining us I'm well thank you Nice to hear you about you right. Massive week as we said coming up How are you all feeling about it? Yeah, we're good. No, we're all optimistic. Um, we've trained, we've come off good results from our clubs, so we started the week really well. I suppose you've always known that, well, not always, sorry, but it's looked like it would be the playoffs for, for quite some time. Um, you know, big build-up. How how big an opportunity is this to get to the World Cup? But, there, you know, there's obviously still a lot of work to do. How do you balance that excitement of the prize at the end 
but still the challenge that you've got to overcome. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's massive. Um, you know, it's it's never easy qualifying for a World Cup, and you know Scotland never seems to do it the easy way. So we find ourselves in a in a playoff position, and yeah, obviously it means everything. Um, there's so much at stake, and. You know, I feel like in, in the past, you know, we've really shown our potential, um, especially in these, these last few games that we've played to, you know, really, really compete against these top sides. So we've certainly earned our position in, in these kind of playoff games. So, like I say, it's just how can we how can we beat Austria to, you know, really take that next mm-hmm. step and overcoming and reaching our goal, really. Yeah, there's obviously plenty of experience of major tournaments in that squad. Is that beneficial? Do they tell those who've not been part of it you know, you know what it's like, and and you know how how exciting it would be to get there. Yeah, of course. Um, I think obviously because they've had previous experience of World Cups and Euros as well. You know, just bitterly disappointed that we never made the Euros in the summer. So I think a lot of players have got a kind of a point to prove and something to settle there. Obviously, coming off that um, that Euros, you know, not being not being there and watching on the telly. Um, so yeah, obviously we want to be be a national team that you know gets into consecutive major tournaments and, and competing uh, consistently. So um, yeah, obviously we're bitterly disappointed. So we're, we don't want to make that mistake again. Look, it's not ideal, right? We wish it wasn't this way, Lucy. But in a roundabout way, did England's success? Do you think did it still give Scotland women's national team a, a bit of a I don't know a shot in the arm or a you know, all, all the, the spotlight that was on it, did it make you want to be part of it even more? You know, we we saw the sort of impact that had even even north of the border. Is that fair? Yeah, listen, I mean, c- congratulations, Tingling, you know what I mean? I, I think, even though watching it, I think they did deserve to win the competition from the start. So, um, like I say, you know, a lot, of, a lot of our players in this national team play in England in the WSL. So, we're rubbing shoulders with these players week in, week out. Um, and obviously we know how good they are and we know how good we are because we can compete with them week in, week out. So, um, yeah, if anything, you know, it inspires us more because we know that we're, we're more than capable of playing at that level. And Lucy, it's Roger Hanna here. First of all, good luck for these playoff games. But last week we were all focused on the men's national team and that draw against Ukraine, the top of the Nations League, and we were trying to work out what that means in terms of qualification and playoffs and you know getting into the next Euros, etc. This playoff scenario for your team, it looks even more convoluted than that, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've sat in countless meetings with flip charts and you know working out <laughs> if this team does this, then this happens to us, and if we win this, then that happens to us. You know, it is very convoluted. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Pedro and his staff have got a a bigger grip on it than, than some of the players have I think we tend to just turn up and not really get involved we just try and win football matches but um, yeah there's a lot of logistics going on behind the scenes I think Explain explain to our listeners what, you know it's not even as easy as you beat Austria at Hamden and then you play Ireland and you beat Ireland at Hamden and, and you're there, there there could be a third playoff level He's just putting you right on the spot here isn't he <laughs> Yeah so if we beat Austria then that's our first leg of the the playoff. Um, so then we then play Republic Ireland, and if we beat Republic Ireland, um, then I think depending on, I think depending on other results, so so in, in the other playoffs like Wales and Switzerland, um, depending on where they finish in that playoff state then we might have to go and play another playoff in New Zealand. I like how they make it nice and easy for it. You follow that, Andy. Just about you got that, you got that written down. Um, I mean, Lucy, look, I don't think all 
always has to come back. You get you, you you girls always have to face these questions about sort of growing the game and how important that is. When ultimately you're you're just trying to win a, a ninety minutes one one game at a time. But I, I do wonder how important uh, the Hamden factor has been for you all. You know the decision taken an important one to try and make that the home of the Scotland women's national team as well. We're sort of well underway with that. How how has that been? And do you think that can help you going forward? Yeah, no, it's been fantastic. You know, we've we've obviously been asking and crying out for people to come and watch our games for quite a while. So um, gradually we're starting to see that growth and that consistency within the, the kind of record crowds and stuff. So um, you've seen it, probably you've heard about it along, you know, the, the, within the whole women's game about these record crowds. So, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously fantastic. We just want to play a brand of football that's, you know, entertaining and uh, encourages fans to come along. Um, obviously you want to be watching a winning team so if we can do that even more um, and we want to be in major tournaments so if we can get the fans to come along to, the, to these games um, they'll be more inclined to kind of support us in the long run so um, definitely yeah we, we want people to come along and watch us and especially with it being at Glamorous Hamden um, you know it's the, the national stadium so I don't see why people wouldn't want to come Exactly get along you heard Lucy Lucy thanks for joining us all the best no, you're very welcome. Thank good, you for coming. Good, 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 good luck to everyone involved. And as Lucy says, why not get your tickets? I know you can still get them off the Scottish FA uh, game at hand in Thursday night, Austria, then hopefully Ireland thereafter. And look, we'll deal with that third playoff uh, if and when we get there. Why not get yourself some tickets and head down uh, to that on Thursday? Uh, right, we will get the rest of the answers to the full time teaser. We'll take a further look at the weekend's talking points after these. No. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard What a week we've got coming up This is just the start of it Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here But there is plenty to get through this week Of course starting Liverpool uh, Rangers tomorrow um, RB Leipzig against Celtic on Wednesday So let me update you with our plans Super Scoreboard European Football Coverage With MoyerAndSweeney.com The top team for your defence hey, We're doing the full extended show thing again Mark Wilson and Gordon DL here from 6 till 11 tomorrow night To mark the occasion of Rangers heading to Anfield uh, And it is all thanks to Moyer and Sweeney Litigation Our sponsors of European Football Coverage this season And to mark that they're giving you the chance to win a 60 inch Samsung 4K Ultra HD TV Go to Clyde1.com to find out how to enter And you'll find out a bit more about Moir and Sweeney as well Offering you high quality representation for everyone throughout Scotland Whether it's a small matter or something more serious They have got your back So thanks again to Moir and Sweeney Litigation And you will find us here until 11 o'clock tomorrow night as well How are you two faring on this teaser? It's 12, Eng- 12 managers in England currently Who've played in Scotland at some point Arteta, Moyes, Alex Neil, Russell Martin Tony Mowbray, Scott Brown, Mark Fotheringham Well it was under Help from Roger I must say uh, Joey Barton Ah that was your, your old pal Joey well done What about your former mother old pal Derek Adams Yes okay Three to get we'll get them before the end of the show I am sure Are St Mirren the third force in Scottish football Roger Hanna um, they're playing very well I'm not too sure they're the third force in Scottish League football table but doesn't lie as they Four say. wins out of five um, It's been remarkable for the speed of the transformation It wasn't that long ago at the start of the season I think they lost at home to Arbroath in the League Cup groups They lost away to Airdrie of League One in the League Cup groups Didn't get to the knockout stage Started the season on a Sunday Not lose at home to Motherwell Who had just sacked their manager Graham Alexander 
um, and it looked quite grim for Stephen Robinson for a little spell, but he has got some good players in. Keanu Bacchus, um, I know Ryan Strain didn't last long because of the injury at the weekend. I know a younger didn't see the game out because of the red card we discussed earlier on, but these guys have all made a positive impact. He's made some big decisions. He's left out his captain, Joe Shaughnessy, for the last few games. Not many managers do that. And he's been rewarded for the courage of his convictions. The win over Celtic is the highlight result and the highlight performance. But eking out a home win over Livingston with 10 men at the weekend is almost as commendable. Yeah, flying. Four wins in the last five games. I look at St Mirren, one thing I will say, I think they've got four very good strikers at this level. Uh, not only that, I think you couple that with a lot of energy in midfield. So I think anyone that's going to be playing St Mirren, they know they'll have to be someone near their best to get a result. And you need things to go your way at times, Roger Hanna. It's the, taking one for the team, handballs, preventing yeah. the goal, going in, force Livy to score the penalty, and they don't, um, and in spectacular fashion as well. I'll be keen to get Marvin Bartley's thoughts next time we speak to him. Yeah, I'll be keen to know whether Marvin Bartley's going to allow Sean Kelly to take the next penalty. We very much doubt it. And, and fair play to St. because down to 10 men, they lost that equaliser to Bruce Anderson, I think three or four minutes from the end, Gordon, and they could easily just have battened down the hatches and taken a 1-1 with 10 men, and they didn't. And it's a great story. You know, on, on Friday... Stephen Robinson was was caning poor Alec Grieve for returning late from international duty with New Zealand sends him on with quarter an hour to go oh I think he's forgiven him okay and the lad gets the winner um, right between you and I Roger don't tell Andy this but obviously Hibs are fourth right yeah above hearts at the moment mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. big win for them you witnessed it man yes. of the moment Ryan Portis yes. as well um, an outstanding performance by Ryan Portis he looks to have grown considerably in the period of about seven or eight days, Gordon. And it, it's not too long ago. That was his first league game for Hibs since he was accused of cheating by the Aberdeen manager, Jim Goodwin, in that game at Easter Road. And we spoke after that in this show that Brian Portes needs to put that element of the game behind him. You know, the clashes with Alfredo Morelos, the clashes with Stephen Gerrard, the, the rows with Jim Goodwin, the, the feuds every time he seems to take on Andy Halliday's hearts and the derbies. And just focus on the football Because the last seven days of showing Both in the blue of Scotland And that sort of very funny Cabbage green I think they call it Of Hibs um, He's a very good player when he puts his mind to it A big win for Aberdeen then In the same token you know, These two get lumped together as being Our big clubs who who Dramatically underperformed last season Um, Not a happy return to Pataudry For Derek McInnes It wasn't, scored a lot of goals now Aberdeen um, Miofsky's a good signing isn't he Miofsky's a good signing They've got good players round about him um, Hayden Coulson took a lot of plaudits at the weekend For his performance Anthony Stewart got his first goal for the club I think So at home They look as if they'll carry a threat to teams um, Be interested to see how they go At Tannerice At this this bizarre 6 o'clock kickoff on Saturday mm. night The new firm derby uh, Because United Two points from eight games so far No wins if they continue at this rate, they'll have eight points with a split. I mean, Liverpool Rangers is all very well and good, but the big game tomorrow is obviously um, Ross County against Motherwell in Dingwall, Andy. What are you making of the, the the league as a whole now? You've had a good look at most of them. There is a bottom three of Ross County, Kilmarnock and Dundee United that are a little bit detached. Is it a bit early to look at that? Yeah, I think it's a bit early. Uh, and in terms of the the overall pitch in terms of the league uh, played near enough everyone so far and I've got to say I think a lot of teams have improved from last year you know I look at Aberdeen look at Hibs 
I look at Motherwell, even though they finished top six last year, I think Motherwell are a better side this year, which I'm sure you'll be delighted to hear. Mm. But, you know, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, it's probably the poorest 3-0 victory I've been a part of, and I've got to say that because they've got a real identity under Stevie Hamill. I think they're playing some good stuff so yeah I think the league's improved Exciting week ahead for sure domestically and definitely in Europe you've got three more to get of managers who manage in England and have played in Scotland at some point a couple of these are crackers Roger Hanna What about Steve Evans? Steve Evans he's Scottish for a start Steve Energy's that now isn't he? Yeah I was going to say Gillingham but you might be mm. right I think we could be a bit out my These two are my a, time a, a well, These two are an absolute joke Beat the pundit Andy Hanna they gave me a clue the Gary Boyer question You get Gary Boyer and Lee Boyer mixed up At Birmingham The Birmingham manager is John Eustace Used to play at Dundee United mm-hmm. oh, He was on trial at Rangers when I was there as well They don't actually sign but never play No I don't think he ever signed no No? No I don't know It was just No you're right It was one of those that the manager Mark Warburton wasn't it Yeah he was he used on trial to get for asked a while but... Every week about yeah. it um, And we never really saw him Last one Brittle who's, it? It, who's he the manager of? Well you'll get that Peterborough Oh I know Straight away uh, did he play in Scotland Clare I can Yes A very brief loan spell At Livy In, oh, the, la- in the late yeah. 90s Oh no I couldn't have told four you that games Never Right anyway Thank you Andy Halliday And Roger Hanna What a night we've got in store Tomorrow A battle of Britain Liverpool Rangers They've never met before And they lock horns At Anfield Andrew McLean will be there Myself Gordon DL Mark Wilson In the studio Until 11pm Make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher Is up next <laughs>